It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Once you're done listening to today's episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, please check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on the Washington football team with the Locked on Washington football team podcast. David Harrison here, Chris Russell, off for the next three episodes as we spend some much needed and some much deserved family time. His children are in town, so I'm maximizing his opportunities to hang out with them as we all should. But Chris would like to welcome you all to today's episode, just like I would. New listeners, returning listeners, if you haven't already, please subscribe or follow the show. Leave a rating, leave a review. It'll help other fans of the team find us. When we're not here, you can normally find Chris over at the Team 983 at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also find he and Pete Medhurst on the Odyssey app. Find the Lots on Washington Football Team podcast also on the Odyssey app. In writing, find Chris covering your Washington football team on SI.com, on Twitter at WrestleMania621. I am at DHarrison82, and the show is at LockedWFTPod. Training camp going on. Football is back this week, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to have plenty to talk about coming up here in these next five episodes. But today we're going to get our first look at a crossover divisional opponent as I'm joined by Patricia Traina of the Locked On Giants podcast. And I am now joined by the host of the Locked On New York Giants podcast, Patricia Traina on Twitter at Patricia underscore Traina. That link to her Twitter profile will be in the show description, so make sure you go give her a follow. Uh, everything that you need to know New York Giants is going to be coming through her. And look, if you want to be smart about your team, you got to be smart about the enemy. So as much as you don't like the NFC East opponents, you need to be smart about them. This is where you get that information. Patricia is also the editor of GiantsCountry.com, part of SI.com, and the author of Big 50 Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. So if you're just a football fan, definitely good literature for you to have. Patricia, thank you so much for joining me. Football is is happening kind of, but really real football right around the corner. How you been doing this offseason? Are you ready for 2021 and everything that it's uh, it's going to come with, both on the field and off the field? Oh, definitely, David. I have just been counting down the days, and that's unusual for me because usually when we get to the uh, to the break, I don't want it to end because you know you yeah. get to kick back a little bit. But I am excited to be back. I'm excited to be out at camp, which we weren't really able to do last yes. year, and be in person with with some of the players and the coaches. I mean, it, after a while, just working with the Zoom calls, it was like, nah, I'm tired of this. So, <laughs> absolutely, and that's the value that these crossovers really bring. You know, for our, our new listeners, our show has grown uh, pretty exponentially over the offseason. We, we appreciate all of our new listeners, of course. And if you're new to the crossover whole whole deal, this is what this is. The national voices are great. Don't get me wrong. And Chris and I, I, I feel like we're pretty smart individuals when we give our takes on opponents like the Giants, the Cowboys, the Eagles. But you're right there. You're, you're you know, Patricia Trana, Locked On Giants, SI.com, all that. Your focus is the Giants. So if we want Giants info and takes and analysis, we go to the person who does this 24-7. That's what their focus is on. And Patricia, when I look at the New York Giants, 
in 2021. I see a team that needs to figure out if Daniel Jones is going to be able to lead this team back to NFL relevance as a playoff contender, a monster in the league like they used to be on a consistent basis. Is that the biggest storyline this year for you as well? Or is there something even bigger that those of you up close see that that's a that's a more important storyline? Well, yeah, that's definitely the big storyline. And from that, there's a bunch of little storylines that are supporting that, like the offensive line, Saquon Barkley. But you're absolutely right in that Daniel Jones entering year three of his NFL career, much is being expected of him. Basically, the Giants upgraded his talent around him, his supporting cast. They brought in Kyle Rudolph at tight end, Kenny Galladay. John Ross, Kadarius Tony at receiver. They feel their offensive line is going to be better. So really they have eliminated any potential excuses for Daniel Jones not to finally take that step forward that they've been really waiting for him for him to take since you know they drafted him sixth overall back in 2019. So a lot of optimism around him. This also being year two in the same system. And he just needs to put it all together and show it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I go back to my time, you know, covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when Jameis Winston was going through his stuff. And look, not everybody is the same. Not every situation is the same. But year three to year five, really not a whole lot of difference there. You kind of figure out who that player is going to be. And, you know, the Bucks even went out and tried to get like the quarterback coach, you know, that was available out there at the time and it still didn't work. You know, we'll see what Sean Payton can do. But you mentioned the addition of Kyle Rudolph and a lot of weapons added to this team. We're going to get to the addition specifically here in just a little bit. But the way that Kyle Rudolph is an impact, Evan Ingram. We know Evan Ingram. Uh, you know, you and I talked last season during a crossover episode, and, and Evan just—I don't know if he just doesn't fit in the scheme, doesn't get along with Daniel Jones. Maybe it's a combination of the two. But for those who might have Evan Ingram on their dynasty fantasy football leagues, Patricia, and yes, I'm talking about myself. What is the actual impact? Like, what's the full depth of the impact of Kyle Rudolph uh, coming to this team really mean for the future of Evan Ingram with the New York Giants? Well, you know, Evan Ingram, just to, to clarify it, he gets along with everybody. He's really a nice guy. I mean, you, you can't help not root for him, even though we're no. not supposed to root for these guys. But no. I think the problem, a big problem with Evan Ingram has been how he has been deployed in the offense. Now, this is a guy who's very athletic, but I've always wondered about his hands. And, you know, when you ask him to come back from the for the ball, as was the case last year, you saw him run a lot of those wide stick option routes where he had to come back for the ball. That is not really the best use of his talents. Asking him to block a 260-plus-pound defensive end when he weighs about, what, 245 or something like that, that is not a good use of his talent. So where Evan Ingram is really, really good, is if you send him up the scene away from the ball and try to hit him in stride. And they really didn't do a whole lot of that last year. Now, that there were a number of reasons for that, starting with the offensive line, you know, not giving Daniel Jones enough time to drop back and wait for those deeper routes to open up. Um, it was a new system. You know, Jason Garrett admitted sort of, uh, that he was kind of getting used to the guys and figuring out what they could do and what they couldn't do. And he was admitting this really like four or five weeks into the season last year. So I think there you're going to see a different deployment strategy with the tight ends. Kyle Rudolph is an outstanding 
an accomplished red zone threat. I, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but I know a lot of his touchdowns have come in the red zone and that was yeah. certainly an appeal for them, you know, where the, when they run those Y stick option routes in the red zone, that's where you're going to see Kyle Rudolph. But, you know, Evan Ingram, for, for those of you who have him on your fantasy team, I think he's going to rack up some yards. If he stays healthy, okay. he's got the speed to do what yeah. he's, and, and I think, you know, outside of the twenties is where he's going to really shine in that offense. But he's just, he's not a, to me, he's not a number one tight end. He's, he's a, a supporting piece, if you will, as opposed to the, focus guy that you want to hone in on and count on for big stats every week. Yeah, it's a big it's a big year for Evan, I think, too. Not not as big as Dan Jones, obviously, but being the quarterback of the team, that's just kind of comes with the territory. But you look at Evan Ingram, David Njoku, OJ Howard, guys that all came in the league at the same time. I mean, it, it's it, this is a very big season for that group of tight ends that were expected to be probably better than they have been in the NFL. Some of its injuries, some of its performance, some of its scheme fit, like you mentioned, but a big year for Evan and all those other tight ends as well. Today's episode of Locked on Washington Football Team Podcast brought to you by the freedom of choice and our friends over at Built Bar. With so many delicious flavors, there's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. Mine Mint Brownie, Cookies and Cream is also legendary. German chocolate is good as well. If you haven't tried these flavors, you can get yourself a mix box. You'll get two of all nine flavors so you can figure out which ones your favorites are and then come back for more. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of these bars have 17 to 18 grams of protein with calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar per bar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order yours today or get that mixed box. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that cool? Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Patricia Trana joining the show today on Twitter at Patricia underscore Trana. Again, that link to follow her on Twitter will be in the show description, so go down there and find that. Host of the Lots on Giants podcast, editor of GiantsCountry.com, part of SI.com, author of Big 50, Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. And Patricia, you you, you are a, a thorough expert of Giants history, but we're obviously looking towards the future. So let's update our listeners who don't care about the New York Giants other than about this time of the season every year. Uh, we don't know all the, if all these moves are going to work the New York Giants made, but I mean, if I'm a Giants fan... I have to be happy at least about the way that the team went out this this offseason and really tried to get better in a hurry. And I kind of wonder from an outsider point of view if maybe the fact that a 7-9 team won the division last year is part of the motivation of why the Giants said, hey, this year we need to kick it up and really go get better in a hurry because the division kind of seems to be ripe for the taking of who's going to sit on top of it. Which addition of all the additions that, that, we, that you have on this roster this year do you think, outside the NFL draft class, of course, is going to be the biggest one, not for just this year, but also for the future of the franchise? Well, I think people would say point to Kenny Galladay because they finally now yeah. have a big wide receiver 
which Daniel Jones has not have. And if you go back, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about history because, you know, we have to hear, and I think it's applicable. When Eli Manning was in his third season, they brought in Plaxico Burris, mm-hmm. who was a big skyscraper type of receiver. And we all saw what he did for Eli Manning and helped them win a Super Bowl. So I think, you know, Dave Gettleman, who at the time was with the organization, but he wasn't the GM, maybe said to himself, you know what, it worked for Eli. Why can't it work for Daniel? So I think that was certainly, you know, behind one of the thought processes behind bringing in Kenny Galladay. I think also you got to look at the defensive side of the ball. The Giants brought in Adoree Jackson, the former first round pick of the Tennessee Titans, who unfortunately didn't work out down there. But the big thing with Adoree Jackson is that now the Giants have the personnel in the defensive secondary to play more man coverage, which was something they weren't able to do a whole lot of last year. And it was a problem. Defensive coordinator Patrick Graham said it was a problem, uh, not in so many words, but he did you know, allude to it being a problem. And he did kind of allude to the fact that now he's got more talent, better suited for you know, playing more man coverage, which you have to do in the NFL, especially yep. against some of these speedsters. And you look at the receivers in the division, you look at some of the receivers the Giants are going to face this year. And, you know, they had to upgrade that secondary. So I would say, David, you know, Galladay on offense for sure. And Adoree Jackson on the defensive side of the ball, two big, big acquisitions that the Giants, you know, I think if they hadn't gotten those guys, who knows what would have happened, but very excited about those two. Yeah, two very big names for the for the offseason haul. And yeah, Kenny Galladay, probably the easiest answer for anybody out there watching the NFL from a distance to answer. But I appreciate you diving a little bit deeper into it as well. I, I'm looking forward to seeing. I love both those players. And that theme is going to continue into our draft talk when we get there. So a lot of good things happening in New York. But of course, there are always, a, you know, the, the flip side of the coin is always going to be losses as well. Some players not with the New York Giants anymore. Uh I mean, with all the additions, it's kind of hard to really look at this team and say they they, they did have, definitely haven't gotten worse, right? But is there a missing piece from last year's team that you think maybe the team could feel as they as they get through the season? I think probably the only one, you know, I I would say Dalvin Tomlinson, but I think they're going to get similar uh, production from Danny Shelton. I I think they're going to be okay with him there. I really do. I'm going to give you somebody underrated who, you know, I don't think it's enough love and doesn't get talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's Wayne Gallman, the running back. And the reason why I say Wayne Gallman is because right now, Saquon Barkley's status, you know, they're expecting him back, but when they expect him back, I I couldn't tell you. I don't think they even know just yet. Um, So behind uh, Saquon Barkley, they signed uh, Devonta Booker, who's been a kind of a journeyman, I think, in, in his career, guy who started, I believe, with the Broncos and you know had a, a couple good seasons, but really wasn't able to hold on to the job once Philip Lindsay came on the scene. Uh, they added Corey Clement, who was a Super Bowl hero for the Eagles a couple of years ago, but um, more of a receiver out of the backfield. They drafted Gary Brightwell. Uh, in the uh, sixth round this year, he's more of a special teams guy. And they added a guy by the name of Mike Weber, who, by the way, I believe tweaked his hamstring the other day in camp. Mm. So to me, that running back depth behind Saquon Barkley is still very much a question mark, as is, are we going to see Saquon Barkley from 2018? Or are we going to see a shell of himself? So I would say, you know, to answer your question, I know this is kind of a long answer, but the loss of Wayne Gallman to me looms looms the largest 
Yeah, no, I, I love that answer. And I mean, yeah, when you got Saquon Barkley on the roster uh, again, you know, from a distance, people say, "Oh, the, the Giants are set." But like you said, I mean, you know, injuries, you know, derailing a lot of things, and you hate to see supremely talented players derailed by injuries, which just kind of has been what it was. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Wayne Gallman. You know, there now with the San Francisco 49ers, I think he compete to have a very big role in that backfield. They've got a lot of talent uh, to sort through there as well. But yeah, very a very good name and a good guy for for people to know if they're just wanting to be football smart you kind of mentioned uh, the Giants addressing the position group through the NFL draft so let's dive into the entire 2021 NFL draft class for the Giants uh, for my listeners who maybe don't know the entire draft class first round pick Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of Florida a- excellent pick excellent pick um, round two Aziz Ojulari guy with a lot of first round buzz coming into the draft linebacker out of Georgia third round Aaron Robinson cornerback out of UCF Fourth round, Ellerson Smith, the linebacker out of Northern Iowa, and then Gary Brightwell, like you just mentioned, running back out of Arizona, along with Rodarius Williams, an Oklahoma State cornerback in the sixth round. So a very solid pick, Patricia. It, for me, like j- the first three names alone, Kadarius Tony, Aziz Ojulari, Aaron Robinson, three guys that I absolutely loved through the draft process. So to see them all land with the Giants and then Kenny Galladay. And then, you know, my listeners are going to be really annoyed about how happy I am with what the Giants have done this offseason, but it's hard to ignore but if you had to pick one of those picks, you know, whether it's Tony Ojolari, even a later guy, who do you think is the most critical pick for this roster this year? Oh, hands down, I'm going to say Ojolari. Yeah. The Giants pass rush. You know, you look at, at the Giants pass rush last year, they finished 12th, I think tied for 12th actually in the NFL in sacks. Considering that they had injuries to the outside linebacker edge rusher's position, considering that they didn't really have a stud pass rusher, I think the cl- closest they came was Leonard Williams, who you know played a little bit of five, a little bit of seven technique. Um, you know, they they changed up his role a little bit, and they got that career high eleven and a half sacks out of him. But you know, after a while, you just can't have one guy. And and you look at the Giants Super Bowl teams from two thousand seven mm-hmm. and two thousand eleven. And the one thing the two of them had in common is they had three solid pass rushers yep. and you need that rotation because you, don't, you, you can't have just one guy. If you do, the opponent is going to hone in on that one guy, double them, triple them. And if the other guys aren't beating their one-on-one matchups, then you're kind of, you know, you might as well throw in the towels. So I think Aziz Ojulari is going to be um, the guy to watch for that, for the Giants from their draft class, you know, Kadarius, Tony, he's going to, he's going to be dynamic on the offense. But, you know, when you talk about the guy, the leading guy right now, it's got to be Ojulari given the situation at the pass rushing position. Absolutely. I mean, I would agree, you know, especially with how stacked that wide receiver group kind of looks on paper right now. Kadarius, like you said, he's going to get his burn. He's going to get his opportunities. He's probably going to have a couple flashy plays if he can stay healthy. But yeah, I think long term, especially this season and even in the future, I think Aziz is the guy that could have a real huge impact on the New York Giants franchise. And then obviously we got to ask you again the other side of the coin on that one too, a least favorite pick or a pick that maybe you think they went, they should have gone a different direction. Uh, and I don't want you to pick one just for the sake of, of picking one and, and having, you know, kind of a contrarian attitude. But is there a pick on this board that you, you think they should have gone a different direction or do you just love the draft class? You know, I love the draft class. The only question mark I have about it right now is Gary Brightwell. Now, they keep talking about him as special teams, special teams, mm-hmm. and that's fine. You need special teams players. Don't get me wrong. But you know, I just wonder, you know, could they have maybe gotten a running back that maybe would have fit in for the long term? You know, I, I don't know if Gary Brightwell can be that guy, but um, it, it just, 
I don't know, it seemed like an afterthought or a pick that was specifically for special teams. And, you know, when you have guys at the bottom of the depth chart at a specific position, you you want them to participate, obviously, on special teams, but you also want to probably get something out of them at some point at the position that, that you know, they're listed as. So that one kind of, you know, was a, a bit of a head scratcher for me. And then, you know, we could also say, oh, the Giants didn't draft any offensive linemen. I think they tried to, but I think the guys they were eyeing were off the board by the time they went on the clock. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I know people are like, well, you know, we're still nervous about the offensive line. Well, I get that. But realistically speaking, were there any guys available in round two, round three, when the Giants went on the clock that you can honestly say would have been upgrades over any of the guys they project to start now? I don't know that that's the case. So um, I don't have as big of a problem with that. So but overall, I would say this is a solid draft class. I'm very excited to see what they all bring to the table. And, um, you know, hopefully they can make some noise. You look at the team's top three picks. It's hard to say that you should flip any of those, you know, for an offensive lineman. And once you get past, you know, the third round, the offensive line talent, you know, you're, you're, you're not, you're not looking at, you know, blue chip guys there. And you're not looking at a lot of guys who typically make a lot of noise in the league. If you're looking for contributors, you're probably not going to find them beyond the third round. So going for guys that may be able to contribute, definitely a smart move. Today's episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast brought to you in part by BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, whether it be baseball in full swing or football right around the corner. Go to BetOnline.ag for all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. For the next contest, head to BetOnline.ag, sign up to get the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information, and you'll get 50% off of your first deposit with the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. David Harrison here, Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast, joined by Patricia Trena, host of the Locked On Giants Podcast, on Twitter at Patricia underscore Trena. And, and Patricia, we talked about the draft additions, losses. Now I got to ask you for, for the opponent side of this picture that Chris and I are looking at on a daily basis. What are your thoughts on the 2021 Washington football team? Ron Rivera, his second year, getting a training camp, some preseason. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic or Fitztragic, which one's going to show up? Some additions. You know, we talk about a Giants roster with a lot of additions. This year, you got Curtis Samuel joining the fold. Adam Humphreys uh, is in there. Deami Brown through the draft. Obviously, Chase Young, you know, Jamin Davis joining that defense. Hopefully, make that middle part of it good. William Jackson, the third. So, I think both of these franchises have done a really good job this offseason in trying to make their teams better in light of being the weakest division last year. And then, of course, Dak Prescott. Uh, if he's healthy, we'll see what happens with that throwing arm. But Dak Prescott coming back to the Dallas Cowboys. How do you see the 2021 Washington football team from an opponent's standpoint? I love what they're doing on defense. I will say that. That defense, I think, is very underrated, but very dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I I think if you're talking about matchups between the Giants and the Washington football team, that defense, that defensive front versus the Giants offensive line scares me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. 
Ryan Fitzpatrick, I, I just don't know what you're going to get from him. I mean, you're right. Sometimes he's just magical and sometimes he's he's not. And I still, <laughs> you know, I don't want to put the guy down because, mm-hmm. look, he's done something, you know, obviously he's, he's done well enough to last as long as he has. But, right. you know, I, I just I'm surprised that Washington didn't go and get themselves a younger quarterback to start developing and, and bringing along. It just seems like, you know, maybe, maybe they didn't want to trade or I, I don't know what the thinking was there, but I was surprised that they, they weren't more into, you know, getting a quarterback um, when they may might've had the chance to do so. So, right. uh, so that would be my biggest question mark for them on the offensive side of the ball. But yeah, I think that defense and I, and also I've, I've got to tip my hat to, um, to Ron Rivera. I, I was hoping when he was let go from Carolina, the Giants would reach out to him. And I understand, obviously, you know, the Giants had to wait and um, Washington swooped in. But I have always loved Ron Rivera and the job he he does. He just he just seems like a really good guy, you know, a sincere guy, down to earth guy. And I think, um, you know, he has been a big made a big difference for the franchise. And you guys got yourself a really good guy in Ron Rivera. Absolutely. I echo the sentiment. I told Chris when I joined the show, one of the most most exciting parts of joining Washington football team coverage was the fact that Ron Rivera uh, was the head coach. I remember in Indianapolis, you know, when that whole thing was normal before COVID and everything, I, I made a special trip to the podium area just to see him speak, even though I wasn't covering him. I mean, granted, you know, covering the Bucks, he's still he was so relevant at the time, but really wasn't covering him directly. Just just wanted to see him talk and, and get a chance to to catch up with him a little bit. So the the sentiment is echoed over here on this side as well. And then final question for you, Patricia. Where do the Giants stack up in the NFC East this year? Or do you think they can rise to the top and, and take over the crown? Do you think it's the Cowboys and maybe Giants are two or three? Or how do you think this thing's going to end up at the end of the season? Um, well, I know my opinion is probably not going to be very popular, but I think the Cowboys <laughs> are a little overrated. I yeah. mean, I'm sorry, Dallas fans. I just show me that defense is fixed. I'm not convinced that that defense is fixed down in Dallas. And, you know, Dak now with the problem with the throwing shoulder and, you know, is is the ankle going to be fine or is he going to compensate for it? I I have Mm -hmm. question marks about Dak. I know they say, oh, he's going to be ready. Well, great. Show me. I want to see it before I sit there and I hand them the crowd crown rather. Um, I think the NFC East, David, is going to come down to the Giants and Washington if both teams stay healthy. And if, you know, you get Fitz, Fitz magic as opposed to Fitz tragic. <laughs> and if the Giants, Daniel Jones takes that step forward, I, I could see the, the division coming down to the two teams. Uh, the Eagles, I'm not sure where they're at. I, 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 I'm not expecting much from them. Right. I think they're a little bit of a mess right now with their salary cap and what they're able to do and what they're not able to do first year head coach. But listen, let's just hope overall that the division is a lot better than it was last year, because I got tired of calling it the NFC least. Mm. I wanted to be the beast again. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. And you know what? Giants and Washington, I mean, week two. So that matchup is going to help, you know, determine who gets out the gate. Uh, the fastest, the hottest, and the best. And then week 18, I mean, that could be for the entire thing. You know what I mean? So um, a, a very large gap 
in, in competition this year. But look forward to it, of course. Patricia Trena on Twitter at Patricia underscore Trena, editor of GiantsCountry.com, part of SI.com, author of Big 50 Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants, and of course, the host of the Locked On Giants podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Patricia, look forward to talking to you ahead of week two and anytime in between. Thank you for joining us. And uh, tell everybody where they can find your book. Tell everybody where they can find Big 50 Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. Because again, if you're a football fan out there, you know, that's a piece of literature. It's history of one of the best franchises in the NFL. Even if you don't like them, they're still one of the best franchises in the NFL. You have to admit that. And one of the oldest. And you can find the book on Amazon. It's available in, uh, I believe it's what is Kindle format and also paperback. It's available over on Barnes and Noble. Again, you can get it for the Nook or you can get it in paperback and really any place you, you find books, uh, it's available. It's I've seen it in Walmart. I've seen it, you know, obviously it's in the library. I've seen it there. Uh, so any place you find books, uh, you can get it, but you can also get it from Triumph uh, Publishers, which is the publisher, mm-hmm. go to triumph.com. So yeah, check it out. I know there's like a, a little sample online that if you want to read and see what chapters are covered, or if you want to get a feel for how it's written, you can do that. I know on Amazon and, you know, for those who have gotten the book, I thank you for your support. Uh, means a lot to me. I really enjoyed doing the project. It was, a, it was a labor of love for me. And it really taught me a lot about the Giants franchise history, which, you know, considering I've been covering the team for almost 30 years now, there was a lot I didn't know about the franchise that mm. I now do. And, and I just, I appreciate the franchise all that much more now. Yeah. So, I mean, if you learn something doing the project, anybody's going to learn something from reading the final work. Patricia, great stuff as always. Thank you for joining me. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks, David. All right, guys, that's going to wrap this Monday episode of Locked on Washington football team podcast. Now that you're finished here, check out the Locked on Bets podcast. Betting doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you're listening to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. Wherever you get podcasts, be a part of the show. Send your questions and your topics of discussion to lockedwftpod at gmail.com or call in and have your voice be heard on this show at 301-615-3577. Two more episodes, guys. We'll have me without Chris Russell, but he will be back midweek, and then we will be back together at the end of the week to wrap up this week. Again, football back on Thursday. If you're on about, please be safe, be kind to one another. And thank you for joining me here at the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.